When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful people. How y'all spirit doing? We back. And uh, I got to I got to get back to the questions. They they start to come in and filter in. And I did an episode and I didn't get it. Ch- I got to like two questions because y'all know me. Y'all know me. I like to I like to go off and, uh, you know, but I, I'm going to get to the questions. Uh, so this is the third Q&A. They're they're some of my favorite episodes just because I love to have the ability to you know, basically like talk directly to you. If you have questions, if you're interested in about this, that, and the other, I was, I was talked about, I was doing shows and I added it on, uh, at the end of shows, just, you know, just here's an opportunity to ask me, you know, how did I get into comedy? Uh, what celebrities have I fucked? Shit like that. So, so, um, let's jump right back into the question. So I don't run out of time and, uh, I answer all of the ones that I have. Uh, number one, why did you choose comedy and what keeps you moving forward? Uh, that's, that's honestly a, a really interesting, uh, question to me because I don't honestly feel like I chose comedy. I feel like comedy chose me. And I say that for three reasons. Uh, number one, if you've been listening long enough, you know, first time I ever got on stage was in Minneapolis and I, I, I did it for like six months and then. I didn't get back on stage. Well, I did it. I did it once. Took a year off. <laughs> didn't get back on stage. Uh, I started doing open mics for like six months. And then I moved from Minneapolis to, to Iowa. And then in Iowa, I was here for like two years. And within those years, I'm like, I do comedy. <laughs> so, so I did like, you know, five or six shows in the span of like two or so years. And, uh, they weren't like really like real shows, but you know, uh, I felt like it still kept, it kept me interested. So it really wasn't until I moved to Arizona where, uh, after talking about it for so long, I'm like, let's just check out this open mic. Um, so when, when I say comedy chose me, I just feel like most of my life, uh, comedy had always just been a huge part of a, a huge part of it. Um, sometimes it's it's too big of a part of it like i laugh at you know insensitive things and and tragedies <laughs> you know 9-11 no I'm, I'm joking i'm sorry i don't know why i said that but um and and so it it, it became a cope mac- mechanism um defense mechanism like it, it really just um to laugh and to make people laugh i feel like for me is the greatest joy uh that that i can i can give um, I think laughter is so important to our mental health and it's, it's, it, it's so connected to, you know, uplifting out of our situation. So, um, I, when I say comedy chose me, I just feel like it, it was always a seed that was planted inside of me. And when I really tried to start doing comedy in Arizona, um, 
it just felt like I was watering something inside of me to the point where it grew and grew. And within the last 10 years, it really became this calling. Like you are on this fucking earth to do this. I don't, I mean, you're going to do other things. You've done other things, but this is it. And, uh, that, that's, that's what I mean by feeling like comedy chose me. What, uh, what keeps me moving forward? Uh, probably two things. One, I'm hilarious. Okay, like it's uh, it's very clear. I should be a comedian. Uh, I am a comedian, and I, I I feel like if you see me perform, um, which to me is the purest form of day day. Uh, we could be making love. <laughs> we could be having dinner you know breaking bread we can you we can give each other body massages my purest form you know the it's me on stage and i feel like if you see me in my element doing doing my thing you'll be like this motherfucker was is supposed to do this this is this is it now that that's that's most shows I've had some bad shows. <laughs> you come to a show and I bomb. You're like, this motherfucker been doing this for 10 years? <laughs> like, let's just, you know, any any other bad shows, let's just put those in, in a can and, and kick them down the river. But, you know, uh, if you see me in my element, my purest form, um, I feel like you'd be like this, hey, he, he's, he's got it. Uh, and then the second thing is, I was talking about this on the radio uh, show thing that I do. He's talking about, I guess, motivation, maybe. And, like, I want to say I do it for my kids and all of that. But I think one of the things that keep me going is just truly being passionate about it. You know, finding something that you love to do and do it for the rest of your life. Or at least being blessed to be able to do it for the last couple of years and not really have to worry about, you know keeping a roof over my head or paying this bill or that bill comedy has definitely been able to provide, but I'm nowhere near making, you know, money to, to live off of, but I am so happy and passionate about doing it where those aren't necessarily a major factors right now. And I don't care what it is, whatever you want to fucking do, if you can do it, do it. And this is what I love to do. And the fact that I'm able to do it, you know, I think about all the unfortunate situations, people losing their lives too soon or, or being in freak accidents and, and not being able to, you know, like what if you love ice cream, but you know, you lose your tongue, you know, saying the diabetes or you, you can never, you know, have Rocky rolled again or whatever it is. Like, uh, please do the things that you love to do. We don't know how long we're here and, uh, I feel I take a lot of joy and pride in being able to say I'm doing something that I love uh, with my life, uh, regardless of the big payoff or being on TV or this, that and the other. It it means something. And I also want at least my kids to understand that when we have these conversations down the road, like, hey, I'm doing this because I want you to find something that you're passionate about and, and go for it. So uh, next question. Um, the question is, how do you feel about your significant other going on friendship dates? So in the last, uh, question and 
answer episode that I had. I talked about, I, I did these, or I do these debates. Started a long time ago, and we renamed it to Days Great Debates at 8. And what it became was really just a great way for me to interact. It was, it, you know, as far as marketing and 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 staying connected, because that's what social media was supposed to be about. It's about, you know, staying connected. Hey, friend from high school. Hey, you know, friend that I dated when we were four, you know, uh, hey, person that owe me money. Like It was supposed to keep everybody connected and, and continuing dialogues and just catching up and seeing how their life is. So these debates was really like a way to do that. For for a bunch of years, I would tag people, you know, and that was just kind of to, to build steam and, and traction. And now I can put out a, a, a question and a bunch of people will hop on and we'll have a conversation and that'd be that. The recent one... Uh, I don't, I don't know, dude, but he, he had a post about normalizing friendship dates. And then, uh, someone was like, Hey day, you should, you know, can you post this? And I posted and I got some interesting feedback, but to, to make it more about my, my personal answer. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we should be calling it dates. I think date, I think going on dates is intimate. Um, I think, you know, if it's like a same sex girlfriend guys night sort of thing, I think that's different. But again, I don't know if we necessarily call them dates. Um, you know, if I hang out with my my guy friends, I, I wouldn't be like, hey, hey, Azrael, let's go on a date to the bowling alley. You know what I'm saying? And they'd be like, what? Nah, you go. You go by yourself. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think I think those types of relationships um, are still important, you know, whether you are, uh, married or dating someone, I think friendships that you have with people, especially of the opposite, opposite sex, um, should still be important. I think it comes down to being respectful to your significant other, because at that time and at that moment, that's the more important of a relationship. Not to say your best friend for 10 years is not as important as your guy that you've been dating for two weeks. But as far as building those types of relationships, if if you have a real friend of 10 years, they will be a lot more understanding um, or they should be a lot more understanding to your relationship and, and giving you the respect and boundaries that you need. And I think at the same time, what you do in return is to, you know, respect your significant other but at the same time letting them know hey this this relationship is is still important to me i there there's nothing you need to worry about there's nothing going on i still want you to spend time with that person um my my rule uh for that would be that they should be in a relationship or they should be married like i would be the most comfortable hanging out with a female friend if they were married or in a relationship, um, especially if there was some type of history there or if there was some type of, you know, one one night, you know, something we kissed, you know, so what, whatever that is. But more, more than anything, I think it's important that your significant other and your friend know each other. They have met. And in many cases, multiple times. Um they know that person, that person knows them, they respect them, and there is a relationship there so that all parties are comfortable. Because I think that's what it comes down to, being comfortable 
and uncomfortable. And if your significant other is like, I'm uncomfortable with you going to Denny's with this dude at one in the morning, then don't do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, maybe just don't call them dates. Just, you know, spend some time, hang out and uh, make sure your phone is charged. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be like, my phone died, bitch. Nah, there's, there's a million and one ways to charge your phone now. So, uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to do this question, but because of the recent uh, loss of the rapper DMX, uh, lost, you know, gone at age 50, I will say this. I made a post. Uh, I made a debate about DMX being a better actor than Tupac. And I, I'm starting to believe that Tupac fans are a cult. I like Tupac a lot. I think Tupac is a, um, you know, like a, what do you call it? Mount Rushmore of 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 rap for me. I I struggle with the older I've gotten, and as far as his his particular, you know, music, I've struggled a lot with, you know, how many classics do we have? How many songs resonate? And um, you know, someone like DMX for me, he had like four back to back fire fucking albums. And uh, this is in no way, shape, form. I'm trying to compare the two. They both were great. Rest in peace to both of those brothers. But I think it's okay to be like, hey, who who, who do you think is a better actor? And I think DMX is a way better actor than Tupac. Tupac played himself in, like, most of his movies. I think his only dramatic stretch was in Gang Related, which was one of his last uh, roles. If not, I think it was his last and DMX is really, he, he he dug deep. Like, DMX, I feel like it always been fighting demons. My barber in Arizona, uh, shout out to Knox, uh, used to cut DMX's hair, so he has, like, a relationship with them and tell a story. I feel like DMX had always been battling his demons, but he always, he's all he's also been able to, like, dig deep, and he had, like, depth. That's how a motherfucker can rap about, you know, killing people and then pray at the end you know what I'm saying? and you like i fuck with both so, so uh the question was what these bitches want from a nigga <laughs> so, and uh it was a follow-up with who actually did let the dogs out uh, I, I have no intentions on uh answering those but uh i had to at least share the question uh next question why is paganism so taboo in america uh, in parentheses, or really anything besides Christianity, I suppose. So I didn't know what paganism was. I was like, let me research so I can <laughs> so I can sound smart on the podcast. You know, so, like that. That's how I was approaching it. Uh, basically, it's a uh, you know derived from pagan, late Latin, and uh, it's it was basically a name used for anyone who practiced religion other than Christianity, Judaism. Uh, or Islam, uh, and early Christians often used the term uh, for non-Christians. Like that's what they would call them. Uh, and then sometimes it's for people who who practice it, who practice or believe in like multiple gods, multiple religions. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I don't know. So if 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 you caught you know a couple episodes ago, you know I talked about not maybe not believing in Jesus, and then the Christians came for me. You know what I'm saying? They tried to cancel me, y'all. Uh, they did. I am. I am. I am blowing things out of proportion. But uh, <laughs> you know, I like races, KKKs with burned crosses and shit. The Christians, they they would they would they would put crosses 
with lights on them and shit in my front yard. You know what I'm saying? And, and be like, they'll pray, they'll pray with you and shit. You know, like, like Christmas carols. These motherfuckers be out there praying for you. <laughs> we gonna pray for you, day that anyway. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know the answers because, first of all, I just I feel like the wrong person. Um, I feel like you should be able to fucking believe whatever you want to believe. Um, I think either you know we're right or we're wrong. You know, like we're not gonna fucking know. Um, part of me don't believe in the afterlife. I think when we done, we done. Uh, I, I mean, some of these things just, for me just they're created so that we feel better while we're here. Like reincarnation. I don't really believe in it. I mean, it's funny to joke about it. You know, coming back is like uh, a dick hair or some shit like that. You know, coming back as a, you know, endangered species or, you know, whatever. Like maybe that's, maybe that's how the world works. We are all just recycled. Um, and we have no past knowledge of who we were. And, uh, yeah, or then again, maybe that's, you know, that, that's how it all works to me. I don't, I don't believe it. I think it's just, you know, I feel like it's like a movie, you know, the credits roll, it's a blank screen and that's fucking it. Um, I don't know if that gives me peace. Maybe it does. If that's what I like to believe, but I, I don't, I don't know. Believe what you want to believe. I think some religions are more attractive than others. Um, motherfuckers have seven seven hundred wives. You know, so like that's you know, that's, I'm being a good Christian. So, so believe whatever you want. I think uh, I think here in America, and I, again, I don't, I don't have the knowledge to talk about other countries, and you know, I feel like we're so stubborn. You know, like how shit used to be. You know, say so don't disrespect the flag. You know, like this, like everything is 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 how it used to be, and getting it back to that 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 very comfortable place for white people. You know, make America great again. And the whole slogan, the whole idea is really just let, let's let's get back to when we was number one and we felt like number one. They're still number one, but like I don't really feel like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's reverse racism now, and I feel like I'm the minority. So, so, so I don't. Know. I think I think I think it'd be great for everybody to just be fucking accepting of of other people. I, I feel like we don't, we don't like, like a celebrity that you don't like. I don't know why you would like follow them and, and troll them. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's just weird to me. Usher was paying strippers fake, <laughs> he was paying them fake Usher bills. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers just all in this Usher you this, Usher you that. Don't follow him. Like if you don't like somebody, don't follow them. If you don't want to be friends with them, don't be friends with them. You don't got to be like mean to them. You know what I mean? If you, you don't understand, you know, gay and trans and bisexual people, like, I understand it can be uncomfortable. I mean, as a black man, I still don't particularly feel like I'm, I'm knocking it out of the park when it comes to women's rights and understanding how bad our sisters have it and, you know, uh, homophobic thoughts and fears that, that I've had and, and, and have gone through. Like, I'm not perfect. But 
I think it's crazy for me to be like, here's what you should do. <laughs> you know, I'll say you shouldn't love that other man and, and suck that penis and, you know what I'm saying, abort that baby. Like, like do do you. So I, I feel like if everybody just did they, them, them will we'll be much better. <laughs> I hope that came out the way that I was intended. And I don't want y'all to be like, I don't want the Christians and the, you know, other like people to cancel me or whatever so, <laughs> so uh who is my favorite kid so i'm gonna be honest with you at this point now i love all of my kids and there is there is an appreciation for each one of them i find myself developing these very specific relationships with them my oldest you know we play video games he's uh very sensitive but very artsy um and i think he's also at a point where he's you know, he's still a mama's boy, but he also wants to sometimes be a daddy boy or whatever. And I think it has something to do with, you know, watching his two younger siblings really be babied and him still wanting to be babied as well. And I'm like, nah, bro, you ate, you know what I'm saying? Like tie your shoes and leave. So, uh, the middle one is going through like a terrible three. Like he is, he is setting shit on fire <laughs> right now, uh, but he is hilarious. Like he he's the he's the only one that can make me laugh when I'm angry. You know, like like I could be like wanting to punch him in the face, and uh, he'll say something or do something make me laugh. But he he's like the bad kid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hands down, undisputed. This mofo don't listen like he's supposed to, and he he'll run up all your last nerves. Um, and then the baby, she's so sweet, but she's she's also like getting into everything because she's mobile. She's not walking just yet, but she's like holding on to things and walking. And so she's just, you know, like always doing something. And you, know, you got to wor- worry about if she's eating something that she picked up off the floor. Or, you know, sometimes she'll just cry. I don't want to say for attention, but like she cries in my mind. Sometimes she cries. As if you should know what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, this cries for this dad. And I know parents out there are like, oh, that means she's hungry. That means she's tired. I mean, but I, it's a fucking baby. Okay, let's just look. Can we just be honest and say, I don't know what the fuck they're crying for. Okay, like, I can guess. And a lot of times we're right. But sometimes I feel like she cries because she holds that power. And I feel like once a baby realizes they got the juice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they become fucking unstoppable. So, Love all of them. If I have to pick, uh, I feel like just because she is a baby and it's a she, uh, I got to go with my daughter. But uh, all my kids are pretty dope. I mean, don't get me wrong. They all drive us crazy. We went like uh, (laughs) we went stimmy shopping uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, like sometimes I feel like I got my kids in check. But we went to a croc store and these motherfuckers let up. (laughs) They 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 was like. They they was just I felt like that black guy in an interracial marriage where like I have no control over my kids and I can't hit them because we're in public, you know what I'm saying? So and then by the time we get to the car, they're gonna be sweet again. So they were acting insane. And uh I mean I feel like we handled it or I handled it as best as I could, but uh they won that day. Okay, so uh <laughs> that's the answer to that question. Uh, if you can rate your comedy uh, album one to ten, what would you rate it? Um, 
without being too harsh or generous, I, I give it a seven, like a very solid seven. And, and it, it probably is more than that. Um, my only really bad critique is um, there was a couple of times where a couple of lines and jokes were stumbled over. And I feel like the impact could have been greater had I not. And then there was also some times where I thought the laughter should have been bigger. It would have been bigger maybe if uh, I delivered it a little differently or if I really got the crowd into it. Because I feel like there was two, there was a couple of waves of the, of the, of the album. But I feel like I came out hot and it was like all adrenaline. You know what I mean? Like it was like, okay, this is happening. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you have sex for the first time. Like it's, this is happening. And then, uh, then there was like this like cool down. And I feel like it took me too, it took too much time to bring it back up again. So it was kind of like I'm riding the wave, but the wave timing was, was off. So, uh, those, those two things I wish, uh, would have been, would have been corrected. And, and then I think for me, there, there was a couple of moments during the special. And I've, I've talked about this before where I feel like I just was, was holding back. And like, I let go a couple of times, but I feel like I, I wish I would have let go, let go most because, uh, more because I feel like that's sometimes when I'm in my best element and I just wanted to stick to material and stick to the timing. And I feel like that, that sort of put me into a box. So, uh, overall, I really enjoy it. Like I, I, I like listening to it now. And that, that's one of the biggest things about putting something out that is art, especially comedy is making sure it aged well that you can still listen to it. It still has value. It's still funny. And I don't know if I feel like the, the album is the funniest thing that I've ever done. No, I don't, I don't think it's the funniest thing, but I, I I do think there were some really great highlights as far as comedy, but I love the overall message and what the whole album was about, you know, talking about those five things and, and, and just sharing myself. I thought it was really uh, a good, a good project. So I gave it a seven. All right, that's it. That's my last question to 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 answer. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to put this episode out. But uh, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this episode is a little back behind because I know I got some, some guests. So this might just be like either a bonus episode or this might be one of those episodes where I'm like, I didn't have anything this week. So boom, here it is. Here's the rest of the questions. <laughs> but anyway, regardless of when you hear this, just know that I appreciate you guys. You can uh, support uh, financially two different ways. You can click on the link. Um, I'm, I'm building I'm building this podcast. Like, this is crazy. We're over, we have over 50 episodes. Uh, and I'm, I'm still, I'm still dropping them bitches. Okay. So, so over 50 episodes. Uh, you can also click on my link, bright or link, bright. What the fuck? Uh, my link tree, uh, slash day piece comedy. And you can donate. Uh, you can even donate on my Spotify page. I got my PayPal connected. All of that do, all of that does, um, is really just filter back into it. Like when I sell a t-shirt, um, keychain, shit like that. I just take that money and put it into like a fucking box and I just refunnel it back into, uh, more shirts, more things. It took me a very long time to get this fancy as microphone. And, uh, it was, it's a, it's one of the greatest things that I've done 
to improve the podcast. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it because now my voice is also sexy. And uh, you can take your hands out of your pants now because this is the end of the episode. <laughs> I'll catch you on the next one, y'all. <laughs> keep going. No, keep, keep, keep stroking. All right. Almost there. Peace.